Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training. Today's training is for unit number four, Out of Egypt I Called My Son. And today we'll be looking at session number one. Now, the suggested use date for session number one is December the 5th, 2021. The title of this week's session is God Shares His Name. And the Bible study this week comes from Exodus chapters 1, 2, 3, and 4. My name is Ken Brady, and I serve as the director of Sunday School at Lifeway. And I also have the dual privilege of managing all of Lifeway's adult ongoing Bible studies. And that includes things like the Gospel Project. Now, my voice may not be familiar to you, and that's okay. In the past, Aaron Armstrong, our brand manager and our team leader for the Gospel Project, has been your host for these weekly leader trainings. But just recently, Aaron has left our company to go serve with another Christian publishing house here in the Nashville area. So we're sad that Aaron is no longer on our team, but we are thrilled for him that he is following God's will for his life, and we wish him much success, and we know that he and Lifeway will continue to remain great friends. But in the meantime, I'll be with you for most of this quarter for these adult weekly leadership podcasts, and I'm glad that you're here with me. Well, we've already said that session number one for December the 5th is titled, God Shares His Name, and we're looking at those early chapters of the book of Exodus, again, chapters one through four. Now, Exodus has been associated with some of the most amazing and iconic movie scenes of all times. When we have seen things like the parting of the Red Sea and people walking across, the Israelites marching across on dry ground. You know, the Exodus is filled with you know, famous uh, images and scenes, things like Moses floating down the river, uh, Moses killing an Egyptian and fleeing into the desert, his encounter with the burning bush, and then his charge to go and lead his people out of Egypt, God telling him to speak for him by saying to Pharaoh, let my people go. And in the aftermath of that initial announcement to Pharaoh, we would see iconic scenes like the devastation of Egypt through a series of plagues, you know, the land being littered with frogs covered in hail, skies darkened, and rivers turning to blood. So very famous, iconic scenes. And, you know, an exodus can only be an exodus if there is a destination. So the book of Exodus is both departure and arrival. It's leaving Egypt in order to walk with God. And it is leaving darkness to walk in the light. Exodus is a blueprint for Christian spirituality, isn't it? God's mercy sets the sinner free to make them his people. We leave darkness and we begin to walk in the light and the truth of his presence and his word. Well, as we look at this session, the session is broken down into three teaching portions. The first one is titled, God Reveals His Holiness to His Servant, and that's Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. The second section of your lesson is, God Reveals His Identity to His Servant. That's the famous encounter at the burning bush. That's Exodus chapter 3, verses 6 
through 15, a longer section of scripture. And then the third and final part of this Bible study is God reveals his power to his servant. And that's from Exodus chapter 3, verses 19 through 22. So God is revealing his holiness. God is revealing his identity. And God is revealing his power in this upcoming session for December the 5th. Well, what will your group learn? Well, they're going to learn that God heard the cries of his people in distress and responded by raising up Moses, the one who would send to be the deliverance provider. Now, how will your group see Christ in this lesson? Well, we will discover that God revealed himself to Moses as that great I am, identifying his transcendent self-existence. Jesus is the eternal son of God, who is the great I am, who came to save people from sin. Now, ultimately, how should your group respond to this session? Well, because God has revealed himself to us in Christ so that we might be freed from the oppression of sin, we strive to make Christ known to those around us, conscious of and burdened by the plight of the spiritually oppressed in our world. Well, I want to encourage you to, to use the opening question, this wonderful ice-breaking question that you will see in your uh, session plan and your leader guide. And here is the opening icebreaking question. And by the way, these uh, icebreaking questions uh, are icebreakers simply because they have no wrong answer and they will get your group to talk. So the opening question that you could throw out would be this, what does your name mean and what is its inspiration? Well, I know that my name, my name is Ken. Actually, my formal name is Kenneth. I was named after my father, so that's the inspiration for my name. But my name, Kenneth, actually comes from Old English. And when you do some study on the words, you know, origins, uh, it actually means handsome. So how prophetic were my parents when they named me Kenneth, right? Well, I say that with a little bit of tongue in cheek, right? But you could go around the classroom, go, go around that living room, wherever your group is meeting, and ask the question, what does your name mean and what's its inspiration? Now, if your group members don't know what their name means, that could just be a quick internet search. Get those, get those smartphones out, have them look up their name and the word etymology and let them share. They might actually discover something new about themselves, but most folks are going to know what their name means. And obviously, this is going to be a tie to the name that God is going to reveal to Moses. This is why this would be a wonderful icebreaking question, so that you get their minds thinking about names, because very soon here in this Bible study, we're going to see God reveal his, his formal name to Moses and make that, uh, that iconic introduction. Well, let's look at the first section of Scripture God reveals his holiness to his servant. That's Exodus 3, 1 through 5. Here's what the scripture says. It says, meanwhile, Moses was shepherding the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire within a bush. As Moses looked, he saw that the bush was on fire, but it was not consumed. 
So Moses thought, I must go over and look at this remarkable sight. Why isn't the bush burning up? Verse 4 says, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him from the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, he answered. And in verse 5, God told Moses, do not come closer, he said. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Well, in this section of scripture, you're going to discover that a theophany has taken place. A, a theophany is a term that we, is used to describe a visible appearing of the invisible God. And theophany refers to rare but real phenomenon throughout salvation history. And these typically occur at significant points in God's plan in the form of a direct message, a message that is given in a dream or a vision, and or a message given by an angel. Also in this section, you will be encouraged to focus on an essential doctrine. You know, Gospel Project focuses over the course of time on 99 essential doctrines. We believe that knowing doctrine is very important for God's people. And so very much related to this idea of theophany is doctrine number two, essential doctrine two, which is based on a doctrine that we call special revelation. And you'll find a, a great paragraph of explanation in your leader guide that I would encourage you to uh, perhaps bring to your group members so that they understand this idea of theophany and special revelation as God reveals himself to man. Well, in the second portion of this week's Bible study, it comes from Exodus chapter 3, verses 6 through 15. And again, this is a longer passage. And so you may not want to cover every verse of scripture here to make sure that you can move your group through all three sections. Now, as a group leader, give yourself permission that if you don't cover that last and third point, that's okay. So that you, you follow the Holy Spirit's leadership as you're leading your group. You may want to camp out here in this extra long section in this lesson, and that's fine. But don't feel badly if you want to cover a portion of this so that you can move on to that third section. It just depends on how much time your group has for Bible study. Well, this second section is titled, God Reveals His Identity to His Servant. And we had just covered in the first section, God Revealing His Holiness to his servant. But in this section, he's revealing his identity. Here's what some of the verses in this section say. Verse six begins with, then he continued, this is God speaking, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. And then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people in Egypt and have heard them crying out because of their oppressors. I know about their sufferings, and I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them from that land to a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. When you drop down from there to verse 11, Moses asks a great question, probably a question that we would ask of ourselves today as God calls us to special tasks. Moses in verse 11 says this, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the Israelites out of Egypt. God answered, I will certainly be with you, and this will be the sign to you 
that I am the one who sent you. You will bring the people out of Egypt. You will all worship God at this mountain. And then Moses asked, if I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What should I tell them? And God replied to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you were saying to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, your God, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is how I am to be remembered in every generation. Well, God uses three phrases to describe his awareness of the Israelites' distress in this second section of your Bible study. He uses the phrases, I have observed, I have heard, and I know. And if I were teaching this lesson to a, an adult group, I would camp out here just for a moment on these three phrases, because God still does this today, doesn't he? He observes his people. He hears our prayers and our cries of distress, and he knows. He knows us. He is not some distant God, a deistic God who started the world and then stepped back and almost like a, a spinning top, just watches it spin. He intimately knows the condition of his people. He knows his people, and he knows the hearts of his people. I think your people in your group could be encouraged by that. Someone may need to hear that this week. Well, in the third section, it's titled, God Reveals His Power to His Servant. And this comes from Exodus 3, verses 19 through 22. Verse 19 says this, However, I know that the king of Egypt will not allow you to go, even under force from a strong hand. But when I stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my miracles that I will perform in it, after that, he will let you go. And I will give these people such favor with the Egyptians that when you go, you will not be empty-handed. Each woman will ask her neighbor and any woman staying in her house for silver and gold jewelry and clothing, and you will put them on your sons and daughters so you will plunder the Egyptians. Well, it's important to understand what God is telling Moses here. You know, the mission was not going to be easy. There would be much opposition and at first, the rescue plan would seem you know, easily thwarted and maybe even futile. But God reassured Moses that even in the hardening of Pharaoh's heart, that would serve God's purposes. And through the king of Egypt's rejection, God would demonstrate his power with plagues that struck at the heart of Egypt's arrogance and their idolatry. Well, as Christians, we are beneficiaries of God's righteousness, his righteous plundering of his enemies. Jesus' defeat of sin, death, and the grave are so total that his squashing of Satan was so complete that we are not only are rescued from enslavement, to, uh, from enslavement to sin and death, but we are given spiritual abundance in Christ. And so through faith in Jesus, we're liberated from our oppression, bestowed with spiritual gifts, and adopted as sons and daughters into God's family. Our Savior has made room for us in his kingdom and a promise that allows us to experience joy and peace here on earth right now. Well, there are a few things that I want you to know, uh, and then something that I want you to read, and then something that I want you to do, and this is going to wrap us up for this week. So here's the first, something to know. 
that essential doctrine that I talked about earlier that focuses on theophany, uh, it's a very rich term. And so I want you to take a look at what we say about that in your leader guide and consider helping your people understand that concept. There's something to read also, two things, in, in the extra portion, which is toward the back of this week's study plan, we have given you a lot of extra commentary, more than normal, so that you can unpack the, the important event in which God revealed his name to Moses. In the second commentary section in the extra part of this week's leader guide cautions us against a, a misapplication or a distortion of the biblical text. And so I want you to take a look at what we said there. And then there's a second thing that I would recommend that you read. It's also in the extra section of this week's study, and it's an illustration that you can use at some point during your Bible study. It's an illustration that centers around a, a fictitious event, and it asks the listener to consider whether or not they would be granted an audience with the Queen of England if they just happened to show up at the castle. Well, the answer is absolutely not. You're not going to get in to see the queen. But then the illustration continues, and it says, consider what would happen if you were John Quincy Adams or Robert Todd Lincoln, and you did the same thing. Would you get an audience? The answer is yes. And that was simply because they were America's ambassadors to England. It's all about the person that is sending you. If you go on your own, there's no standing, but if you go in someone's name, you'll be heard. And this ties directly to the story at hand and this Bible study about Moses and his encounter with God at the burning bush and God telling him that I am sending you, you're my ambassador, you will represent me before Pharaoh, you tell him that I am has sent you. And then there's something to do, and we'll wrap up with this. And thank you for uh, being with me this uh, on this uh, this inaugural, for at least for me, this inaugural session for the December 5th lesson. The something to do is this. You know, we all live among people, maybe even our own families, who do not know the great I am. And perhaps you work in a place where there's a lot of spiritual darkness. Uh, maybe many of the people in your company are not believers. But we have to remember and be alert for the ways that God wants us to be his ambassadors, just like Moses was to be his ambassador to, uh, to the Egyptian people. We can be ambassadors for Christ to those that he brings into our lives every day. It could be family. It could be people we work with or people with whom we have encounters as we come and as we go. So the next time that you encounter someone who's not a part of God's eternal family, tell yourself that God's got this. He is the person who is sending me. And as I speak and represent him, I do that with his blessing and the full power of the great I am. Well, my name is Ken Brady. Look forward to being with you again next time as we continue to look forward and look through these upcoming lessons in this unit of study. God bless you.